are listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good Thursday show for you. We're going to talk a little Super Bowl betting. We have an incredible Super Bowl stat that I could not believe when I read it, but it it's true. We also have a silly statistic when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers and the Super Bowl. We've got another college coach leaving a head coaching position in college so he could be a coordinator in the NFL. It's now happened three times this offseason, and it's starting a trend, and there's a reason for it. Some other stuff we'll get to as well, maybe some NBA dealings. We'll get to all that momentarily. So I wanted to start off with this. Fun times, Super Bowl gambling. I Actually, you know what? I haven't checked the line. Let's, let's check the line again real quick. Has it moved? I don't think it has. Um, last time I checked, it was San Francisco minus one. Total was like 47 and a half or 48. So right now, oh, it's back up to San Francisco minus two. So Niners minus two, 47 and a half is the total. One of the things that a lot of people do on Super Bowl Sunday, as we know, is they like to bet the squares. Now, Vegas has a very interesting game you can play. Because you know when you enter a square pool, you basically just sign your name in an empty box somewhere in, you know, usually it's 100 boxes. And then the numbers are put in, you know, before kickoff or whatever. You Vegas does it the opposite way. You get to choose where you want to put your name. And anybody can do it. It's not like, oh, you take this spot and it's and it's gone forever. Oh, wait, yeah, it is. <laughs> no, it's it's the same thing, but it comes with odds. Like, if you want to end up on... Circa is the one that does this, but let's just say 8-8 eight, eight is probably an unrealistic finishing score where both teams' score is going to end in the le- in the number 8. I was almost calling it the letter 8. What is this, Sesame Street, Steve? Sheesh. Um... What are the chances and what are the odds? So basically, if you get stuck with that box at 8-8, you don't just win like, oh, first quarter pay, you know, final score payout, the winner wins 500 bucks. No, 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 no. It's whatever you bet, it has odds to it. And obviously, ending at 8-8, you're going to get great odds. So it actually is makes it a little more fun. Well, some of them do first quarter. Some of them do, you know, most, most, pool, most uh, polls like that, and pools do first quarter, halftime, third quarter, and end game. They also might do reverse. So many different ones. But just to let you know, here is an update. If you want to get in a pool, and if you whether it's one that's already established or you just sign your name and you, you hope to get good numbers, the last 21 Super Bowls, the score at the end of the first quarter only five times in 21 years has the score been 0-0 or the, the actual score been 0-0, not just the last number. 10-0 has only happened once. Somebody was up 10 nothing at the end of the first quarter. But the most common scores in the last 21 years in the Super Bowl at the end of the first quarter, 0-0, 7-3, visiting team 3 nothing, home team 3 nothing. Zero zero has happened five times. Seven three has happened three times. Three nothing has happened two times. 
and 3 nothing the other way has happened two times. So 12 of the 21 years, those are your best ones. The other scores at the end of the first quarter, 14 nothing, 9 nothing, 8 nothing. Shit, what Super Bowl had somebody leading 8 nothing at the end of the first quarter in the last 21 years? I no way I get that off the top of my head. 10 nothing has happened once, 3-3 has only happened once in the last 21 years. 9-3 Seven seven. 10-0 the other way by the home team, and 4-16. Excuse me, 4-16. What is wrong? I, maybe this is the after effects of COVID. 14-6. <laughs> so what stands out to you there? Well, this one does. The fact that in the last 21 years, there has not been a game that was 7 nothing at the end of the first quarter. The only ones I even see with seven in it are 7-3 and 7-7. No 7 nothing game. There's been an 8 nothing game and a 9 nothing game at the end of the first quarter in the Super Bowl the last 21 years, but not a 7 nothing. Huh. Crazy. Okay, another statistic. Now, this is just kind of silly. This is something you can tell your friends because it's just bizarre. But how about this? No player who finished his college football career at Alabama has ever scored a point in the Super Bowl. What? (laughs) Let me read that to you again. No player who's ever finished his career at Alabama has ever scored a point in the Super Bowl. There's two main points of that. Number one, they had to finish their career at Alabama. And number two, you had to be one to score a point. Because, and by the way, that streak is going to continue this season because the 49ers have Chiefs and Chiefs have no Alabama players on their active rosters, which is kind of amazing since Alabama is a football factory and Nick Saban has been sending players to the NFL like it's nobody's business. And yet nobody on the Chiefs or the Niners came from Bama, at least offensive players. I don't even know about defensive players. This this thing didn't specify. It just says... 49ers and Chiefs have no Crimson Tide players on their active rosters. So, yeah, I guess they don't even have defensive players there, which could play a role into this because if it was a defensive player and they got to pick six, that would count as someone scoring a point. So, but it is, you got to establish that. Scoring a point in the Super Bowl. There have been Alabama quarterbacks, Joe Namath, Ken Stabler, who have thrown touchdowns in the Super Bowl, but... When you throw a touchdown in the Super Bowl, you didn't score anything. The receiver did, or whoever caught it, tight end, running back, receiver, and then the kicker gets a point for kicking the extra point. Quarterback doesn't get any points for throwing. Now, the first part of that statistic, no player who ever finished their career at Alabama has scored a point in the Super Bowl Because the first thing that I thought was Jalen Hurts, but they were like, oh, finished his career. Because Jalen Hurts had two touchdowns in last year's Super Bowl, ran him in, or three. I don't even remember how many he had. I want to say three. But he didn't finish his career at Bama. He finished it at Oklahoma. So I just read you that statistic, and now I think I'm even more wowed by the fact that the Chiefs and Niners don't have one player from Bama on their roster. This is a 53-man roster, 100 players? On these two teams, one is the best seed in the NFC and one is 
the defending Super Bowl champion, and they don't have any Alabama players. That is weird. But the fact that no Alabama player has scored a touchdown, I shouldn't say that. That was I screwed that up already. No, it's not that no Alabama player has scored a touchdown. There's no Alabama player that scored a point in a Super Bowl game. That's weird. I guess Devontae Smith, in, in terms of recent ones, Devontae Smith, if he ever gets back to the Super Bowl with the Eagles or any other team he's on in the future, if he scores, that would put an end to it. I'm just trying to think of right now, who would be a, a player that could score, you know, if if the Steelers ever get there, Najee Harris, the Lions get there, Jamison Williams, um, if the, whoever Derrick Henry ends up on next year, if he gets there. He certainly could be someone who scored. I mean, there's just so many Bama players, especially offensively. Jerry Judy, if the Broncos ever get there. But nobody in the history of the NFL. Pretty crazy to think about. Now, here's a statistic if you're a Niners fan that I guess you could be excited about. But yet, while it is undefeated, two points. It's a small sample size, and it's completely seemingly coincidental and just dumb but who knows it could continue if the Niners win the Super Bowl and that statistic is this every time the 49ers have won the NFC championship game versus a team that had any shade of blue in their logo they've gone on to win the Super Bowl <laughs> they are five and0 so far 1982. They beat the Cowboys, went on to win the Super Bowl. Cowboys obviously have some blue in it. 85 and 89, they beat the Chicago Bears to go on to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowls those seasons. 1990, beat the Rams, had some blue in their helmet and on their jersey, went on to win the Super Bowl that year. 1995, they beat the Cowboys again. We remember that NFC Championship game. Mud Bowl. I only call it Mud Bowl, but... Very muddy game. They beat Aikman and the Cowboys, and they went on to win the Super Bowl that year. That was the last time they've won the Super Bowl. Yes, it's still amazing. The San Francisco 49ers haven't won a Super Bowl in 29 years. That's just crazy to me because they're there all the time. I, you know, I don't want to say they're there all the time, but they're in the mix all the time because they're always in the playoffs. They've probably, I don't know what the statistic is. Maybe I should look. How many times in those 29 years have the Niners been in the playoffs? I got to believe They've been to the playoffs at least 10 times, if not more. Have they been to the playoffs at least 15 years, at least half the time in the last 29 years that they haven't won a Super Bowl? I mean, shit, this is this was their third straight NFC Championship game this year. But the two times, other times that the San Francisco 49ers got to the Super Bowl, um, 2013 and 2020. In 2013, they beat the Atlanta Falcons. But the Atlanta Falcons don't have any blue in their jersey. And they lost the Super Bowl. In 2020, they beat the Packers. Packers don't have any blue in their jersey, in their logo. And the Niners lost the Super Bowl in 2020, which was obviously to the Chiefs. But who did they beat four days ago? The Detroit Lions, they have a shade of blue in their jersey. In fact, they're all blue. So can the Niners make it 6-0 and 
in the Super Bowl after beating a team in the NFC Championship game that had a shade of blue in their logo. Have fun with that one. I mean, I guess if you're a Niner fan, that's probably cool. Share that with your friends. But if not, I think <laughs> I think it's okay. So something happened yesterday for the third time since the college football season ended. And I think this is going to become an issue. And it already is an issue. Did you see that Boston College head coach Jeff Halfley left Boston College yesterday so he could go become the defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers? This is the third head coach to leave college football to go take a coordinator position in the NFL. South Alabama's Kane Womack and Buffalo's Maurice Linguist did it as well. Actually, you know what? Let me rephrase that. They left a head coaching position to take a coordinator position because Kane Womack and Maurice Linguist just went over to Bama. They are now coordinators in the Alabama football program. Didn't leave necessarily for the NFL. So the question now becomes, why would you leave a college head coaching position to take a coordinator position, whether it's in college? Seemingly, that's a step down. You've got a head gig. Isn't the whole point in coaching to eventually become a head coach? And now head coaches in college, yeah, is South Alabama a major program? No. Is Buffalo a major program? No. But they are FBS. You get there, you get to that top of that mountain, you get a college football program, you are the head coach, and now you're leaving to become a coordinator. Not because you were fired. You're just leaving. You're like, I don't want to be the head coach here anymore. I'm going to go be a coordinator at a better school or whatever. In Halfley's case, he left to go to the NFL. So... Here's the quote that was given anonymously, quote unquote, to ESPN. And it's very clear that this quote probably came directly from Jeff Halfley, but he didn't want to attach his name to it. And if it wasn't directly from Jeff Halfley, it was probably, you know, an anonymous email from Hef Jaffley, you know. But basically it said this. This is what was reported by ESPN. He wants to go coach football again in a league that is all about football. College coaching has become fundraising, NIL, and recruiting your own team and transfers. There's no time to coach football anymore. A lot of things that he went back to college for have disappeared. Joel Klatt, Fox NFL, number Fox uh, college football analyst on the number one team, him and Gus Johnson. Big noon Saturday. This is what he tweeted out. I'm really happy for Jeff Halfley. This is clearly what he desired. Meeting with him were some of my favorite production meetings in my career. I'm also deeply frustrated that college football in the state it is in where all where we all continue to lose great coaches because our structure sucks. <laughs> when do you hear an analyst, the top analyst in the sport, use the word sucks in a tweet? You just did by Joel Klatt yesterday. And he continued, college football is desperate for a CBA which would actually make life better for the players as well. The current, and then this is in all caps, the current structure of college football is unsustainable. He's not breaking any news there. He's just one that's very outspoken about it because he's been saying this for years. And I know this because he comes on the local Dallas station here every week, and I make it mandatory listening that I listen to what Joel Klatt says because – He's got so many good ideas that he says, I listen to him on the interview every single Wednesday that he comes on on the Dallas the ticket. 
And every single, I learned something every single Wednesday. And he always has great points, and he always talks about the infrastructure of college football. It is broken, we, and, now, and now this. And he's dead right. College football used to be about, hey, you know, you got to recruit. We all know that. But once you get your guys, then you coach them up. Well, now with this recruiting, we went over this. You know, the fact that there's a transfer portal for 30 days in December when you're getting ready for a bowl game, you have to be coaching your team to get ready for a bowl game, go out and recruit. You have to go out and recruit high school players, and you have to look at the portal and you have to recruit guys that have entered the portal, and you have to worry about your own guys entering the portal and losing your players. Exactly what Joel is trying to say. Where is there time to coach your players? Including players that you don't even know if you're going to be on your team because you got so much stuff other going on. That didn't even bring in the whole NIL part of it where it's like, how are we going to keep our players? Are we going to pay them a certain amount? We need to get a collective together. This is all killing college football. And you know me, I love college football. I love the sport. And I'm going to watch it next year. I'm going to watch it every year. I just wish they'd do a better job and they would care about their own sport more than they do. Because they don't. It's the wild, wild west out there right now, what is happening. I'm not against college kids making their own decisions. I totally get it. Because I never understood it for the longest time. It frustrated me to holy hell when a college coach would announce he's leaving and especially if it was before a bowl game and he just leaves his players and those players are stuck at the school. Well, I'm assuming pretty much everyone that went to that school probably went there because they were recruited by that coach. If he gets to leave, the players up until a couple years ago, if they wanted to leave, yeah, you can leave, but you got to sit out a year. It just made no sense. But now they're just, it's almost they've gone too extreme the other way. Not to mention they're all getting paid. And they're not getting paid for what the NIL was originally supposed to be for. So I, I totally agree with Joel. I have no problem with Jeff Halfley leaving. But to leave a college head coaching position in the ACC and to give it up because basically he hates the fact of what college football's turned into. We've seen it now three times this year. It probably happens double that next year. This is going to be the trend until the college football committee or whatever gets some sort of governing body or the power five schools break off and form their own basically minor league system for the NFL. Because the days that we yearned for in the 80s and 90s, it's just it's never coming back. College football is a different sport. It's run by money and NIL now. We kind of know this. I'm excited for next season. I can't wait for the 12-team playoff. I'm going to watch all the games, but it's just it's definitely a different sport than what you or I both know and both knew growing up. So just be prepared for that. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also rate and review, but it's not just good enough to follow anymore. You got to hit play. You got to listen. So if you miss a day, just go back and just do me a favor and hit play on an episode you may have missed. Tell your friends about it. Tell everyone about it. The more, the merrier. Good stuff coming up. Um, I put some ink to a contract today, so I'll keep. I don't know if you're going to notice any changes. I, I mean, I'll let you. I'll let you know if there is. Nothing on the. Uh, um, I think one thing maybe you have noticed is I don't label the episodes 
the sports daily and today's date anymore. I put the topics in it, something I probably, you know, someone told me for SEO purposes, you need to start, don't put the sports daily every single day. That doesn't do anything for SEO. It, you know, catches certain words. So that's been a little bit different. We're definitely going to start having more guests. Uh, The ads are coming. That's probably the biggest thing is you're going to start hearing different and more ads on this podcast. So tell your friends about it. Let everybody know, especially the stats I had for you today. Share those. Those are actually some really good ones. So thank you again uh, for listening. I really appreciate it. And remember, sports will always be the greatest reality show on television. See you.